Hey, what's up? Uh, this is Recovered AF Podcast. Uh, this is another episode with just myself, uh, Kyle, and uh, my co-host Aaron. Aaron is going to give us a little bit of a disclaimer about uh, not being affiliated with anything. So I thought the disclaimer was about despite appearances, you are not, in fact, a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a disclaimer too, dude. My uh, ginger beard's popping, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's also uh, stupid so yeah this is this podcast that we're called recovered af and um that's from like the word recovery which is um i don't know associated with people that are oftentimes in 12-step recovery and it's just important that people know that we're not affiliated with any 12-step group kyle and i aren't even members of the same 12-step fellowship let alone uh affiliated with those groups mm-hmm. uh we don't uh, those, those groups don't have representatives and uh and we're not representing those groups we're just two guys that got well as a result of um taking the 12 steps and then applying the uh, principles behind those steps in our lives, but mm-hmm. we're certainly not uh, whatever I was trying to say. Like a spokesperson. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, or a representative. Yeah, it's just important that there be some separation. We're, we have a podcast. We're two guys that are in recovery long-term with a podcast. We are not um, the 12-step podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, And some of our stuff that we talk about is just Aaron and I rambling about whatever um, you know, whatever's going on in our lives. Sometimes it's about therapy or books that we read or uh, other guests that aren't even involved in 12-step stuff. So That's right, because not all of our guests are, you know, involved in 12-step stuff either. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, Alicia Vela, who is our uh, kinesiologist and meditation guru, and mm-hmm. we had uh, Deb Leininger. Candace. Candace. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Candace Leininger, <laughs> who's a trauma therapist who specializes in EMDR. <laughs> Deb, somebody else. <laughs> yeah. And we'll hopefully have another guest here before the summer's over. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we, uh, trying to get uh, another local gent on the show. He, we've texted and he was pretty busy earlier in the year mm-hmm. helping coach baseball. And yeah. he's just a solid person that's all about, uh, I don't know, spiritually principled living and yeah. natural well being. He's a doctor, too. Yeah. We'll let him disclose all of that, but... He's also a large man. Large man. Handsome fella. Quite. Um, so, yeah, dude. Uh, you freaking outed yourself on social media, bro. Yeah. How'd that go? It went well. Um, there was... You know, it was just one of those things that was... It's just, I've been sitting on... I don't know. Anybody that listens every week, I've been sitting on that for a minute now. 25 episodes, probably. Yeah. Reactivated the social media account to, uh, you know, help get some attention to the podcast and then did absolutely nothing except for fall back into that, uh, that social media trap. But uh, yesterday... I just, you know, had an experience with a, you know, coworker at work and it just, at the time it wasn't even anything really. Mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, whatever. And I left. And then for some reason it popped into my head later and I was like, man, I, I, and, and, it, and that coworker is a good person. And it's important to note that he's had his own cross to bear in life and mm-hmm. he's, it's not, it's not him, you know, like we, we talked afterwards and, yep. um, I accidentally scapegoated him, I think, a little bit, or I don't know. Anyway, 
put them but, on put them on blast yeah dude. i put them on blast and uh <laughs> and uh but it it just i don't know triggered some emotions and got me thinking and uh now i'm hung over today from hit, getting that dopamine hitter yeah all dude. day yesterday just jacked up on social media likes yeah I'm like, can i get another hit of that dopamine you are the most popular person i know so yeah you have like 790 likes 790 likes and i only have 34 friends <laughs> so i mean everybody liked it well, several yeah. times yeah <laughs> that's cool though yeah it was it was sweet well the thing is man is like i you know like i don't know i just uh Again, it's 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 a weird thing because like what I have is a gift, right? I didn't earn the op, you know, I didn't earn this over somebody else, and right? Like uh, God was just sort of like, here's an opportunity, do with it what you will. So it's not like, um, so it's, it's something I don't really want to take credit for, right? Because it is by God's grace that I'm here, but at the same time, um, I. So what, here's what happened. I was like, you know, people that post about this stuff um, on Facebook are attention seekers. They mm-hmm. just want everybody's, they just want love and pr- They just want that dopamine hit that I got all day yesterday. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I don't, and then the, the truth occurred. And it was like, I don't know why other people do it. You're not doing it because you're afraid of what people are going to think. Mm-hmm. So like the truth, I don't know why other people do it. I know why I'm not doing it. And that was just based out of fear. Yeah. And I just got done talking with Amber about something about like, <clears throat> you know, like being honest about who we are and not letting what others may think of us or uncomfortability stop us from being honest. Right. And then here I was like, you're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a fraud. Right. I don't know if I said I was a fraud, but I was like, you're being dishonest. So then I was like, all right. And then so like, a, I don't know five sentence paragraph took me a half an hour to write yeah mm-hmm. it was a good one though oh thanks it was man. nicely typed yeah thanks and it worked and retyped yeah. and retyped it, and retyped it was really good <laughs> i liked it so but like the cool thing was man is the the response was absolutely overwhelming it was so yeah. positive and like people um just didn't get give a lip lip service like our numbers um are up like people actually went and listened yeah and then said nice things and were very supportive and like people that i've known um you know since childhood said hey you know what i'm also in recovery Mm -hmm. and like that's cool yeah it was just a, a really positive response that's awesome but then like my head goes the other way and it's like um but what will people in recovery think like what will the purists think Hopefully they'll think you didn't affiliate yourself with any 12-step world, yeah. so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> True enough. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully I'm not repping those 12-step groups. Yeah, because that's really the only deal is like, it's your life, you're allowed to share it. True. You just want to be cautious of how you out yourself, which I think you did a phenomenal job of. Yeah, thanks. Man. And you got a ton of positive support, which is nice. Yeah. Sometimes... I think the reason why we started this podcast was, I mean, I, I don't, for me, you and I hear the the common narrative, I guess, of like recovery sucks and then there's the perception of people that don't fully understand what goes on and um, they might think that, that we're just pieces of shit, you know, and like just never going to get their, our lives together. And, and I think this podcast in a very small level might might 
hopefully change that perspective. I don't know if it'll ever be a, a huge thing, but like that's the idea behind it. And so for you to put yourself out there and <clears throat> that guy that we both know who's got fucking forever years here in town always talks about some of the best, I don't want to say 12-step work, but some of the best work that he does is just being a sober member of the community today. Mm. You know, and like to someone that might have known you years ago and knows you now has that perspective. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. And I think um, hopefully with our guest, you know, we've seen that too because, um, you know, I've known physicians that have been in recovery programs. We had a dentist on our show that was at one time a cocaine addict. Mm-hmm. Oh, practicing. Yeah. You know, you can, people would, I would have a hard time imagining and um, we know lawyers and you just, I don't know. It yeah. just, it runs the, uh, it runs the gamut. Right? right. It runs across all spectrums and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not exclusive to certain class or people. It's everybody. Yeah. You know, like it can be anybody. And like the thing that I was thinking of and I, and I had to keep it short because I didn't want to get into the rambling, but like, a. You know, the conversation that I had in the morning was like, um, the, the insinuation was almost like, like this person is smoking heroin, they must be a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I did a lot of shitty things. Right. You know, like, and if yeah. I had a represent, you know, if, if, if um, people knew what I was doing, they'd probably say that guy's dishonest and doesn't have a lot of integrity. And that would have been a well, well earned criticism. Right. Um, but it wasn't that. <sighs> It wasn't that something was wrong with. I, I don't know how to explain this. It was like I, um, <laughs> I had morals and standards. I just wasn't living up to them. Yeah. But it wasn't that there was something fundamentally wrong with me. I mean, there was, but there wasn't. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. Like the the shooting dope was just a byproduct of the. I wasn't shooting dope because. Like, that wasn't the thing that made me bad. Right. Like, I was all fucked up internally, and as a result, I shot dope. Right. I don't know if any of that rambling makes any sense. Yeah, I think what I try to think of is um, with having... It's not like my intentions were to harm people and hurt everyone and shoot drugs or fucking ram my vehicle into other people. You know what I mean? Like, all of those things are byproducts of my alcoholism but that's not like i was going out every night being like i don't give a shit what anybody thinks it's my world and nobody else's i'm gonna fucking drive when i want you know what i mean like it so i think i kind of understand what you're saying is my my intentions were good i just did not have the power to to follow through with those intentions yes and that's a pretty common narrative if if you're suffering from addiction or alcoholism you probably aren't a total piece of shit and a failure in life even though your your life experience might yield some of that, right? It might put out that persona of like, this dummy is never going to get his life together, yeah. right? It's like, well, people people might not know that I spent my entire life trying to get my life together, right? right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't for lack of trying. Yeah, and it's not like I just didn't care about anybody or anything. It was like, no, I really cared a lot, but yeah. I just kept falling short. Well, and like the other thing is, and it's, you know, I, you just never want to let yourself off the hook for the things that you've done. Like I, the reason why I felt um, guilty a lot was because I was doing a lot of shitty things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not like, uh, I you know, when I candy coat anything, I was 
you know, doing. Right. I felt shitty because I did shitty. Yeah. You know. Right. Uh, but at the same time, and uh, and I'm on the hook for all of the things I did, though. Mm-hmm. Like I don't just. It's not because I, you know, um, you know, get get sober and then I'm off the hook for all of that stuff. Like, yeah. We have a whole step for that where we go back and we clean up our shit. Yeah, try and make right as best as we can. Yeah. So I don't know where I'm. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I I would agree though, and um, I thought it was pretty dope that you were willing to put yourself out there, especially because I've known you for a long time and I've watched you kind of be like, I don't know if I should. I'm gonna, and then now, and then I'm gonna, and then now, and then like, I don't know. When I when I make decisions and just do the thing it, without questioning every single second, you know what I mean? Like it just the freedom comes. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, cool. Like you even said, you were like, now I can if I want to post an episode, I don't have to have that internal conflict and struggle of do I do it? How do I do it? What do I like? It's like you get some freedom from being like, yeah. I'm, we had a new episode and we're going to put it out or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I don't have to, I, I like, I sort of felt like I was hiding and, and mm-hmm. then I, but I was like, um, also, um, calling it an, being anonymous. Yeah. And that, that might not be the same thing. I just have to, I have to look at my intentions for what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just had a lot of shame around what I was doing and it wasn't about humility. Yeah. Right? There's, there's humility and anonymity. Right. But that's not what I was doing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And uh, I think, um, damn it, I just had something that I was going to say, and now I'm drawing a blank. Was it that I look nice today? You do. How's your uh, clothes? <laughs> <laughs> an asshole. So Kyle and I and Megan and Ryan and Amy and... Amy's Amy's sister. Yes. She hasn't been on here yet, so I don't think we can name her. Right, and one of her protégés all um, shacked up together in a cabin. In Estes. Yeah, in Estes at that conference. And I got back, and we were were all very tired when we returned home, and I threw my clothes in the washer, and then 24 hours later I put them in the dryer, and apparently that was enough because I put them on this morning, and I did not like the way they smelled. They had a... A little mildewy smell. A twinge of mildew, and yeah. I'm just insecure enough that I'm like, what will people think yeah. if they get a whiff of me? That's that's just, I think, being courteous. Yeah, so. that's right. Nobody, <laughs> no. nobody, nobody yeah. wants to be around the stinky mildewy guy. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Put your shit in the dryer on time, man. How'd that go? Yeah, so um, I, I wanted to do it with 7.30 on Saturday morning, and Kyle and I are doing a podcast because we haven't done one and like almost two weeks because we've been busy as fuck yeah and so we're like let's get this shit knocked out and we're both morning people and then i just did i got to bed late last and this hasn't been the best morning i usually love mornings this is not one of those mornings and so then when my clothes Seeing my ginger beard doesn't make your morning well it helped a little bit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when i put and then when i put my clothes on they stunk and then it was like uh i was 10 years old is pretty accurate description. I was like, my clothes stink. <laughs> all of them. All of the clothes that I wear all the time. Every pair of shorts I have stinks. And I started ripping them out of the closet and out of the drawer and throwing them down like a 10-year-old, throwing a tantrum. And my very loving 
oversupported wife <laughs> was like, I can't believe I'm telling people I this. love this. Was like, honey, just put him in a pile. I'll put him in the washer after yeah. you're done. And we, we, we slipped right back into that parent-child relationship <laughs> that we, like, we just, we go into it sometimes. Yeah. Right? That's why she's got a fellowship or did and why I've got a fellowship. And mm-hmm. like, uh, when we used to see a marriage counselor and she was like, Amber, you're in controlling parent and Aaron, you're in free child all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> That's pretty accurate. You're like hell yeah, yeah. I do what I want, and Amber tries to rein me in. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and oh, that's uh, awesome. Sometimes we, sometimes we revert back to our old roles and mm-hmm. stressful situations. And today's one of those times. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. How was your uh, experience at the conference? It was. It was. It was good. <laughs> it was uh, so. Um, at this conference, it's at YMCA of the Rockies, which is a very large campus, and um, it can be it can be it's eight thousand feet. A lot of people that attend are not used to that elevation, and so it can be tricky to get around. So um, we have golf carts that we use to shuttle the mobility uh, challenged folks around campus, and uh, the person in charge of that. Um, Ended up not being able to make that commitment. So our friend Vanessa, who's the chairperson of that conference, called me with about six weeks to go and asked me if I could be willing to fill in. And um, I absolutely did not want to, but that's just one of those things where you don't... Somebody asks you, especially your friend Vanessa, who, yeah. I, who I sort of um, felt a little... I don't know. She had been there for me, and I had not always reciprocated, I guess. So yeah. I thought this was an opportunity to maybe make right on some of that. Show up. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, I told her I'd do it. And then, uh, so this is this is what I realized. I mean, this is sort One of, thing I'm going to say before you get into yeah. this is I did not realize how big of a commitment you were making. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, he'll have to fucking drive a golf cart for like 10, 15 minutes or whatever. It really won't be a big deal. Right. And then when I got there... I was like, oh, this is going to be like a whole weekend. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be like you drive 15 minutes in the morning and you drive 15 minutes at night and you're done. Yeah. I did no. not realize how big of a commitment you were making. So kudos. Because of the, because of the, the size of the campus or the number of attendees or just both? I think the size of the campus, the number of attendees, the fact that like uh, it's pretty free-flowing. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. was there was there was... Um, workshops and stuff that i didn't go to yeah so i know that there's workshops that other people aren't going to and so those people are going to be taken off and going to do something and then you're the one that's going to be driving them around so you're kind of at the whim of other people yes and then i figured it would be and i think you did a really good job of getting the the carts filled with volunteers to to help you with it but i figured it would be like people overflowing like yeah i'll do it and that wasn't it either no and uh yeah well and so like um you know sometimes this podcast we just start talking and we don't really have a clear direction but i think sometimes the things we talk about are just human nature and Mm -hmm. how this stuff manifests but maybe i get a little bit of awareness based on how much work that goes into like writing inventories and just being a little bit self-aware and so like I've, I know I've talked in the past about you know, sort of living in fear and fear of failure and this idea that I was going to fail at everything I do, sort of dogging my ass my entire life. And so, like, prior to getting well, that fear of failure and that um, um, idea that I'm definitely going to fail would manifest in me just not trying. Yeah. And so I would just avoid doing anything that I 
predetermined that I might not be good at it. That there's a possibility of I could fail at, and mm-hmm. I don't want to look ridiculous in front of other people, and I don't want to look like a failure. And anyway, and so what I realized that this weekend is now that fear manifests in another way, and that's lack. <laughs> that's the that's the um, the need to have control over things, mm-hmm. because I had the opportunity to probably let some volunteers fill in a little bit sooner than I did, and then I wouldn't have had to do so much work. Yeah. But uh, like I had this idea that like we couldn't miss one person, we've got to get everybody shuttled, and we've got to be ready to go all the time, and I couldn't tr- entrust <laughs> the golf carts to another person, <laughs> yeah. and so I was you know like Thursday ran it you know all day and night, yeah, and uh, the same thing for a lot of Friday and. You're like, why don't you delegate some of that? And I'm like, why don't you shut up? What do you know about? What do you know about being in charge of us? <laughs> and I was like, oh wait, Kyle might have a good idea. <laughs> and so, like the second night, yeah, I was giving a, a one of the people there has um, can't see, and she was like, man, you were doing this this morning, and I started to go into this big long explanation about why I had to be there all day long, and I was like, yeah, and I just stopped in the middle of it, and I was like, I have a control problem, mm-hmm. yeah, so, but it was, uh, that was a long, you asked me how the conference was, Yeah, that was a long story, it feels like. That, no, that was good, though, because that's what I was going to ask you about anyways, was if you had any experience from your, yeah, I think that's the cool part about today, too, is, again, like, we're just talking about life stuff now, but we get, like, for me, I get a lot of life lessons out of living life, Makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, Odd. like, oh, I'm doing this thing, and then I come to this conclusion, like, oh, maybe I have an illusion of control problem, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to just manifest more, and I'll do more, and I'll try harder, and it'll go off without a hitch. And what I find is sometimes that, that backfires. Yeah, that's ter- that's a that's a bad way for me to go. I become resentful. And I'm the actor. Our, trying to arrange the whole scenery. Yeah. yeah. Our book uses analogy that talks about that we're the actor trying to run the whole show, not the director, the actor, right? Mm-hmm. We, we try and arrange the lights and the ballet, and, you know, we're we're trying to do everything. And, and then if it doesn't go the way we want, sometimes we get nice about it, and, and sometimes we get mean about it. But, you know, whatever happens, it's us trying to get the show to go the way we want it. Right. And, uh, you know, just trying to run those golf carts is a little microcosm of that. And it yeah. wasn't one of those things where... Um, you know, it went like that. It was just mostly me getting a little frustrated and tired at the end of the night. And mm-hmm. had I just been willing to allow for some help, that wouldn't have been the case. Yeah. Well, and I I will say uh, this is just the pump up Marty show because I was really uh, I was impressed how you handled all of it. Like you uh, did it for 15 hours. Right. And then. You weren't res- at least not outwardly resentful. You didn't like you weren't a dick to anybody that I saw. You know, you were you were just kind of probably internally like, what the fuck? Yeah, not outwardly <laughs> yeah, resentful. Yeah. Outwardly the, being the key word <laughs> for me. That's growth because like I used to have been like, this is bullshit. Nobody, yeah. you know what I mean. Right, and right. So and then the room situation you handled like a champ because everyone kind of the only way the rooms made sense kind of put you on a pullout bed. Yeah, since. There was couples and family members and stuff that knew each other. It kind of made more sense to... Yes. So that was kind of complicated. And then what I liked was watching you kind of uh, grow through through experience. Because I could have told you on the first day, like, dude, delegate this out and you'll be fine. You'll be able to still, you know, and it was like, 
Aaron's not going to hear any of that. No. I wouldn't have heard any of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, shut up, dude. Why don't you fucking do this? You know? So then to watch you like run it and then Friday run it and then Friday evening and Saturday, like start kind of delegating and letting people volunteer and be a part of it and go hang out and participate. Like you got a new experience and I was able to just be lucky enough to kind of watch you do that and do it pretty gracefully. And the other thing is, too, like there was people that wanted to be of service and I have to like it's important to allow them to, you know, like it also makes me feel like part of the conference when I'm being of service. Right. Yeah. So, and like if those people want to be of service, it's important to their treat them as trusted servants. I'm right. Like, All right. Here's the keys and here's the loop and see you in a few hours. Yeah. 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 It was cool. So you, the progression through that weekend was cool. And just this tiny little thing that. Everyone else might be like, I don't understand the big deal. But for me, I'm like, dude, that was that was cool. It was a good life experience. And so also at the conference. And so like we, we didn't, again, we're not affiliated. And we, we haven't mentioned the name of this conference on because, again, we don't want to be, we're not trying to promote anything. Mm-hmm. So we were attendees. And then obviously, like we just said, I had a service commitment of this conference. But like we have people listening all over the country right now. Mm-hmm. And um I think if they're in recovery, they might be, you know, jiving on the book and the steps, yeah, maybe. Right. And so we we're told that we could go ahead and say it. Right? Yeah, I asked Vanessa, if, and not that she's like the the spokesperson for that conference either, but she's I, not the authority yeah. on anything. But I asked her if if she would be cool if we said the name of the conference because they're not affiliated. We're not affiliated, and the conference isn't affiliated either. And yeah. She said that we were totally fine to do that, and she actually would appreciate it. Like oh. She was like, that would be cool. Oh, so, okay. So, so, yeah, the, go ahead. Oh, it's just it's called Fellowship of the Spirit. And um, so, like, if you're one of the people out in California and you're looking to get away at the end of July, you know, next year it's going to be a weekend later than it usually is. But it's held uh, at least through 2021 at, at the YMCA of the Rockies, which mm-hmm. is just an absolutely huge campus. It's yeah. sort of hard to explain. It's not really – I mean, it's a YMCA, but it's – I mean, a sprawling. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, miles. Yeah, of property and cabins, cabins and, stuff. and buildings. Yeah, and, it's crazy. Yeah, and so like um, they have a website. So if anybody out there is interested, and so like how it, I guess the reason why I was going to talk about this is so how it goes is um, um, there's a there's a few speakers throughout the weekend, like a, mm-hmm. a Saturday morning, Saturday evening. Sunday morning, Friday evening, right? Yeah. Is that how? Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning. And Saturday morning there was one. There was? Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that one. The guy from Philadelphia? Oh, yeah, there was. Yep. Yeah. You're right. <clears throat> and uh, and then in between all of that, they have um, uh, workshops on each of the steps. Mm-hmm. And they have three or four panelists talk about each step. Well, steps one, two, and three are individual. Four and five are together. Six and seven are together. Eight and nine is together. Then tens by itself, elevens by itself, and twelves by itself. Yep. And uh, and so how this has worked now, and it's worked a little bit differently at different times. One year I went, and and all of the people that were on the panels were were asked to do it previous to arriving. Um, but uh, usually, or the other times I've been, the people are sort of asked, you know, in the fellowship of the spirit, right? The right. person that's in charge of finding those people just sort of walks throughout the crowd and gets to know people and gets to vibe and uses the spirit as a guide mm-hmm. to help him ask the people that want to be on the panel. And uh, our co-host, Kyle, was chosen to to talk about the 11th step. Yeah. So it's a good thing you've done that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Thank God. Yeah. yeah, thank God. I was. I've practiced the eleven steps, yeah. so then I was able to 
at least share my experience around what I've done and what I do now. Yeah. It was cool. What was that? Well, like, yeah. But what was it like? Like one guy had a joke, the first guy, and we were all watching you and you seemed like you were like red faced and dazed and you, his joke wasn't really funny, but you, I didn't seem like you were much into it. No. Um, my experience was when I was asked, my immediate reaction was like, oh, I should go read all yeah. of that again. Yeah. And then you were like, or maybe you should just share your experience. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I went and read it. And <laughs> of course. But then um, I, was, uh, I was a little nervous. And I mean, I've never spoken in front of that many people before and in a room that big. So it and was. That, and there were 500 people registered for yeah. this event. Now there were probably. Maybe 300. That's what I'm thinking, maybe. 300 in the room when yeah. you were talking. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, nerve-wracking, and I had a lot of uh, fear because, like, at that conference, what I like to think is, um, and I don't know what people are doing or what, you know what I mean? I have this preconceived idea of who is who, and but, like, and I put this probably unruly amount of uh, depth on 10 and 11, and especially in a room full of people that I like look up to and value, I'm like, well, these guys are really doing 10 and 11. Right. And like, there's probably out of 300 people in here, 250 that are more qualified than me to speak about it. So, and then I'm like beat myself up, but it was good. Uh, I think I was able to just share my experience of what I do and what I've learned from not doing stuff and then do it but yeah beforehand i was a little nervous i was sweating like a motherfucker dude. yeah I, my hands were all sweaty and a guy was joking up there and i was it was like no nah, i couldn't even hear it mm-hmm. so i was pretty nervous for a while he wasn't that funny anyway yeah <laughs> um and then I, I was just wondering so like when you do something like this it's pretty common for people that are in the auditorium listening to come down and say stuff mm-hmm. um i usually just say hey thanks for yeah sharing Mm -hmm. what do people what did people say to you when you got done um pretty much that like thanks for sharing i think the coolest experience i had was later that night because that was like saturday afternoon yes and saturday night after the speaker on saturday night a lady came up and like grabbed me and was like hey i didn't get to catch you but i really really appreciate your share on the 11th step which was i was really humbling because i was like i think I fucked it up but (laughs) she was really nice and was like I really appreciate it I bought one of the e-drives for the whole speaker thing and she's like I'm going to show it to one of my sponsees it was really cool it just felt like okay yeah not that I need validation but it was nice to know like and I mean I a lot of people not a ton but a decent amount of people came up and shook my hand and said thank you and like they appreciated what I had to say but this lady to find me like five hours later and and tell me that was really humbling and nice so when when i went to this one in 2012 i asked because our our mutual friend was the workshop chair and he mm-hmm. asked me if i'd talk about the second step and so i did and uh i remember of course like i don't know if you're a self self-centered and selfish like i am mm-hmm. um and then you have to talk about something um, what I did was I talked about it and then for the next hour I sat there thinking about what I said and what I <laughs> forgot to say and yeah. what I should have said and, mm-hmm. and uh, went and so then I, I stopped and I went to my room and I just asked God to remove that selfishness and then there there's this person that's that was there at the beginning of the conference that people reference all the time mm-hmm. 
he hasn't been on our show, so I'm not going to say his name. We'll, we'll just say his name's Bob. Mm-hmm. And so all throughout the conference, people were like, and then Bob said this, and then Bob, and then Bob. And I was like, oh, Bob. And I didn't know Bob. Mm-hmm. I'd never been there. And I was like, Bob must be kind of a big deal. And anyway, so I went to my room, and I prayed, and I asked God to remove that selfishness. And then we're walking down to this picnic. They used to have a picnic, and we're walking down to the picnic, and this guy walks up, and he's like, hey, I really appreciated what you had to say on the second step today. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. And he's like, hi, I'm Bob. Yeah, like, that's oh, cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. thank goodness. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in. okay. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And then I can think about something else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I I thought more about how I wished I would have spoke on a different step. Yeah. <laughs> that was all I thought about. Yeah. I was like, man, I wish I would have been picked to do a different step. But Boy, I could have nailed that. Yeah. I wanted you to talk about the ninth step. I just. Yeah. Like, I'm a little in awe of your amends, honestly. And hey, I thanks. think we talked about that. Like, well, that was one of the things I asked about you when, when on the second episode was mm-hmm. like, you know, making amends to the family that you'd harmed in, in the courthouse. But you, man, you paid back just a ton of money, right? You <laughs> yeah. owe the IRS, you yeah. owe the IRS a fuck ton, right? Yeah. And yeah. your whole treatment center, man, mm-hmm. treatment ain't cheap. And creditors and yeah, some yeah. money to my family and yeah. yeah. Amends is hard. I think those ones are would have been easier for me to speak on because they're very tangible. Yeah, that's all I was thinking yes. about. The eleventh step is like a fucking fugazi. Yeah, fugazi. <laughs> it's a woozy. It's a wazzy. <laughs> that's my Matthew McConaughey. But it's like it's hard to quantify it into words of like okay, so so it gets kind of yeah. I didn't want to be preachy, and then I also don't want to be like oh well really what i do today is read a shitload of outside literature and i so i tried to stay with like my practice inside of the book so yeah it's just yeah i'm really glad that i got to it was nice and it and it was cool because up at the place we stayed um i was waking up in the morning and doing meditation and i had probably the longest and not that longest means the best but like longest and and most rewarding meditation that i've had while we were up there so like 25 minutes each day of like really good meditation. So it was kind of cool to be able to talk about the 11th step in that weekend too. So, and, and that makes my heart happy, but the um, selfish self-centered part of me is now getting post resentment syndrome <laughs> because <laughs> ain't weren't, ain't no meditating <laughs> coming from the fucking car guy. <laughs> yeah, dude. You killed it though by Saturday, dude. I don't think you drove the cart for more than like an hour or yeah, two. Dude, Saturday was nice. Man. Yeah. It was sort of a free day. It's, it's hard. It's, I had that struggle a lot with work for a long time of when I stepped into a role of like, I've always been the guy that does the thing and now I'm tasked with getting people to do the thing and it's, it's hard to do that. And so my initial reaction is I'll just do more. But then I come to this conclusion like, oh, my role is to make sure that this thing goes off without a hitch. Yeah. So I can fill in when needed, but I also... I'm tasked with making sure the thing works. Yeah. So if, I, and then I've had the, the conclusion that like, if I'm doing it, it's probably not going to go off without a hitch. But if I'm there, like having people come in and you know what I mean? And like we, so one of the, one of the guests of, you know, Rogan's podcast that we listen to much, so much is Jocko willing. Yeah. And, um, he has his own podcast, but mm-hmm. he's also co-written a couple of books because he's a Navy SEAL. And one yeah. of them was, uh, extreme ownership and um, finding that balance between like taking ownership from everything that happens, being responsible for everything that happens under you, but also not 
you can't be hands on on everything. You have to be able to delegate that kind of stuff. And when I listened to that book, I was like, oh yeah, this is just common sense. But that stuff's you know, I'm sh- got to be harder to practice. Yes, than it is to read about in a book, especially <laughs> when something goes wrong. Yeah, my initial reaction when something goes wrong is, well, I'll just do it next time. Yes, and that doesn't work. You know what I mean? It's like I task this guy with doing it. If that guy doesn't do it up to standard, my initial reaction is, well, get that guy out of the way. I'll do it. And it's like, no, what I need to do is retrain that guy how to do it. And that way I don't have to continually oversee it. So it's hard, though. Extreme Ownership was a great book. I love that fucking thing. Yeah, I I read it, too. And and I got all super psyched up. And then, uh, you know. It's just ready for your next move, dude. Yeah. Uh, there is no next move unless it's leaving the company I'm with. <laughs> yeah, getting outside of the nine to five realm. Yeah, dude. I don't know how to do that. That'd be wild. Uh, you just let me know how to get out of the nine to five realm, and I'll do it. Well, I'm in like the five to four realm. So. You know damn well what a mean cow. <laughs> yeah, you know damn well. Yeah. Um. So talked about thoughts. Talked about your post. Yep. What else you got to cover today, dude? I thought there was something else. I did too. Just so everyone that's listening, we um, sometimes just have to do updates, especially since we haven't done a podcast in two weeks of like what's been going on in life. Yeah, yeah, because we got some constructive feedback and it was beneficial and mm-hmm. and uh, it was suggested that, you know, the banter's okay, but it's also good to be on, on topic. Yeah. And so, but this morning, like we... We'd, we we set a goal for ourselves and we've been pretty good at accomplishing that goal of yep. getting two out a week mm-hmm. and um i th- i thought that during vacation i'd be more free yeah and the opposite happened and uh so we just haven't had time to record and then amber went out of town and I'm dependent on my wife, yeah. especially when I'm working a fuck ton. Mm-hmm. And so there was just no time. We tried. We we're going to do one during the week, man, but I was getting off at seven forty-eight. Yeah. So yeah, it's been tough. We've been we have full lives. Yeah. I mean, that's just part of it. We have full lives, and then we thought that we'd have some time to do podcasts when we were up at Fots, and that wasn't yeah that wasn't realistic. Even if you weren't no. doing the golf cart thing, I don't think it would have worked. So we probably could have got Amy's protege. Yeah. Yeah, we probably could have. We we need to. She's cool shit, man. I really liked her. Yeah, Megan really liked her too. She was cool. So w- would have been fun. So like on. So like there's um, again um, I'm not trying to like, I don't know, over explain shit and mm-hmm. dumb it down. But like, so in in. in but we do have people that listen that aren't in you know in the room so that we have what you know war stories that we try and avoid both in our meetings and on this podcast where we just sit around and and just talk about all the crazy dumb drinking shit. and using we did yeah dumb trouble and yeah stuff. because there's just i don't know there's a good reason to avoid all of that most of the time yeah if if you're doing it with um the wrong intentions you can almost get into like glorifying it and making it sound like it was actually kind of cool or funny or like you know some of the things that i've done are really kind of shameful yes and like the cool part about being around other people that have experienced that is that we do have that common experience and we can kind of laugh about it but it's not like me wrecking a vehicle is funny. Right. Right. Like that's really sad to everyone involved, like my family, another family. That's all really, really sad. But like some of the the 
the dumber things we did, you know, like my Kleenex box story and stuff. <laughs> like some of those are just funny because you're like, what a dumb you know? <laughs> like idiot. Yeah. yeah. And so Thursday night when we all got together, we all were sitting around. We rented an Airbnb at a pretty sweet cabin yeah. up there. And we were all sitting around the big, large dining room table telling those stories. And I sort of wish we were recording that because it was fucking absolutely hilarious. Yeah, dude. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah. So, yeah, that was funny. That was a good time. And it was cool. I think my biggest takeaway from the conference is that um, I unfairly used to knock the recovery community where I'm from. Yes. And um, think that that people do it wrong. And I think through doing inventory year, a couple of years sober and, and realizing that like some of my perspective around um, 12-step world here in, in town is wrong and being a part of again and like sharing and like, you know what I mean? Like I was able to get to a point where I had a new appreciation coming home from the conference that the recovery community that I'm around every day is actually pretty solid. Yeah. And not at, not everywhere, but like the, the guys and the girls that we run around with regularly are doing the thing and they participate and they participate in all of it. And it's really, it gave me a, a new, like I said, a new appreciation I would I would agree. Like uh, there was a time when I first went to that, and um, people were talking about a solution. They were sharing their experience um, with a common solution out of the literature, mm-hmm. and um, it was something that I did not hear much of. Right. And now I go to that conference, and I hear those people saying those things, and I'm like, these are the same things. Yeah they're being shared where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And so it's awesome. It's awesome that I don't have to go there to get that message anymore. Right. Yeah. We have it right where we're at. Yeah. Like I was thinking like my home group would fit in there. Yes. You know what I mean? It yes. wouldn't be like this weird thing where people are like, what the fuck is going on on both sides? Yes. Like my, the people were around regularly would fit in with that. And I'm really grateful for that because for a long time I was like this something's wrong and I don't I don't have that perception at all anymore yes yeah it was nice that was cool and that chick that spoke on the 10th step is a fucking baller dude (laughs) yeah so like um well when I and when I had approached um Vanessa about doing this and I was like and hey and and bring a buddy Mm -hmm. you know and she had was you know oh she was gonna bring her yeah oh dang but she's busy because i think she just got married not too long ago Mm -hmm. and uh her and her wife are moving to new New york York. yeah Yeah, and she just had a lot of stuff going on and was just probably too busy to be able to do the thing yeah she is fuck dude (laughs) she would have been great yeah dude she is a dynamic speaker. That's I had sure. goosebumps like three times in 10 minutes when she was sharing. Yeah. That doesn't really happen anymore. That used to happen all the time, but I was like, oh my God. I've been I've been stealing from her at work all week though too yeah. because she started off and she was like, this step is offensive. And then <laughs> yeah. she started reading words that are in the literature and yeah. she's like, offensive, offensive. This is all offensive. <laughs> and so like, funny. so like now when I'm like, 
delivering stuff and I have this big load, they're like this, you know, something about like you, you got a lot there today. And I'm like, and I'm completely offended as well. (laughs) So I started just throwing jacket her style. She's a baller, dude. I was blown away. So, yeah. How, what, what are we looking at? 40, 44 minutes in right now. We're getting there. Yeah. We're doing pretty good. Um, so I guess then I'll just based on what we were just talking about with some, my sister was here. I got to visit with her and her family when mm-hmm. they were back for frontier days and you know my buddy who was the best man at my wedding was back and my other buddy uh was also back for mm-hmm. a night like i got to see a lot of people anyway That's cool. and, um got to talk to my sister and asked her for some feedback and she gave me some some really you know constructive feedback to listen to and um one of the conversations we were having is she was talking about uh you know friends of hers where she lives in Chicago being in recovery and whatnot and and um and I was like you know I don't know if this podcast is for everybody and I referred to you and I as being sort of fundamentalists mm-hmm. and um like I used to probably have a negative um is what connotation is that the yeah uh, of that you know inside but I, but I don't really anymore because we're not jerks about it anymore yeah and um but I think it's true like um in that like what I believe cuz we're all, I don't know. I talk a lot. I talk about the experience I had with, when I was 20 and I just went to meetings mm-hmm. and I just went into the meeting and I always had a lot of problems and I shared about my problems in those meetings, but yep. that wasn't a solution as it's outlined in our literature. And that's as a result, I was what the term that's often used is stark raving sober. Yeah. But I was just insane. I was absolutely insane. Right. I was a, you know, suffering from an internal illness and I was not treating it with anything. And, so, like, I sort of think we're just fundamentalist in that just the way it was written at the beginning, um, pretty strict adherence to that is what works. And anything um, that might be, I don't want to say new or different, but um, I don't know. I just, that fundamental approach is what works with me, and that's mm-hmm. just what I think I'm probably going to do. And um, And so when we're talking about this conference, too, like, that's the, I don't want to say theme of the conference, but there are a bunch of people that when they speak, it's the same thing. Pretty strict adherence to following the instructions the way they're written out in the literature because it works, because many of us have tried other ways, and Mm -hmm. uh, that's the way that works. Yeah. My general rule of thumb is like if I can't rectify what is being suggested with the big book, uh. I proceed with caution. Yeah. You know? Right. Like if 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 what you're saying I can't find in our literature, I might try it, but I might not. But like I'm going to kind of tiptoe at it. I'm not going to just dive in head first. Where if you're suggesting something that can be balanced in the in our literature, I'm probably like, holy shit, I'm trying that today. You know? Yeah. So like for me, it's... Uh, and again, 12-step programs are... They use the word suggestion, and I think that's understated. And I think that's our perception is why we would be fundamentalist is it's not a suggestion. Right. <laughs> you know, then yeah. other people might go, well, I, that's a suggestion. I'm going to try this instead. And like that, today I'm at a point where I'm like, cool, that's okay. Good luck. Give it a shot. I'm going to stick to the suggestions with air quotes, the <laughs> suggestions, which I believe are not suggestions. They're, they're requirements if I want to live a... Happy and healthy life. 
it also though I'm pretty sure I'm I'm probably gonna fuck this up, but it says like that this is the program of recovery mm-hmm. that is suggested. So we suggest you try this program, but then inside of that it says um, these are the clear cut, precise directions mm-hmm. on how we got well. Yes, right. So that's a. Like here's the whole here's the here's the thing of the whole that is suggested. But if you're gonna do that, then this is exactly this is what you do. What we did. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then you could get into the point where it's like, oh, we know but a little, and so like try more, you know. And it's like, okay, to me, that that part of the work comes after I've done what's been suggested. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, right. oh, I've done this. This is working. Now I can explore outside literature. Now I can explore different types of meditation. Now I can explore all this other stuff, but like in order for what I have seen works in my life and in others is the clear cut instructions that are laid out in our literature. Dude. And let me tell you why it matters for somebody like me. And like, this is (laughs) the story of my life, man, is people had always had probably pretty good advice for me Mm -hmm. and based on their own experience. And I'm, I'm telling you my entire mindset with everything was, I got it. I'll figure it out. <laughs> right. I, like, you know, just hand up, you know, hey, thanks, man, but I got it, you mm-hmm. know? And I always had a better way. I always could figure, you know, in my mind, I always had a better way. My employer pays me to work in a very specific way. I'm the guy that picks and chooses the handful of rules that I think are applicable, and I'm going to find a better way. And I don't really need to, even though they're the ones paying me, I don't really need to follow the rest of those instructions, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a bad idea to the place where I work. Yeah. And like, and so like my, my whole life is like, I got it. I got it. I'll figure out a better way until like I've nearly lost everything. I fucking got it. Brilliant, man. It's clearly working out. Like, mm-hmm. It's clearly your life is aces. Like clearly you've got it, buddy. Yeah. I know everybody's watching my life go down in flames. I'm like, I got it. Yeah. You know? And so for me just to say, okay, man, just to, you know, say whatever the fuck you people tell me to do. And I say you people, the stuff that's written down in the book. Right. If you attend one of our open meetings, people might tell you to do all kinds of crazy shit, mm-hmm. in which Kyle was just talking about. He's going to reconcile that with what's written in our literature. And I am as well. Right. But like, so there's something um there's something humbling about just doing what's in that book and not trying to figure out a better way. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Like for me I've my ego's deflated enough that I'll just follow suggestions. Yeah. I'll follow the rules, yeah. right? And then not have to come up with this game plan of like, well, I kind of like that rule, but I don't really need this one. You know what I mean? (laughs) That might work for that fucking guy, but I'm good. Like I'm going to, I think I got that one licked already. So yeah, those are, that's the process. And I think your life being beat and my life being beat into submission is when I personally finally have that epiphany that I'm like, Oh yeah, maybe I should just follow what these people are saying. Giving up. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's hard. Megan and I were just talking about this last night and I was just telling her like I think we're really grateful and or and like really lucky that a spiritual program was put in our lives yeah. because like Megan and I's relationship would not work if both of us were not participating. Like it just wouldn't because yes. of how Megan and I are both wired individually. Like our relationship would not work if right. both of us didn't have 
a spiritual program to follow. Yeah. Like it just wouldn't work. I know it wouldn't. I would blow it up or she would blow it up, but it <laughs> yeah. would it would not work. Yeah. So like and the good thing for me is like when things get a little out of out of whack and like they they, they sort of I don't want to say have been, but my brain has been racing. Mm-hmm. I talked about this at um, my home group, you know, and then I look back and I'm like, well, I'm not really practicing the 11th step. I haven't been much on the 10th step. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the 12th step. Mm-hmm. And I've still got some amends sitting out there. Like, so maybe my mind's racing because yeah. <laughs> this is the beginning of yes. what untreated addiction looks like. Yeah. Right. And so then it was sort of a wake up call and I got, you know, busy with that stuff this week. But, um, good. Like I can just go back to the playbook and just, you know, I don't have to try and come up with a plan. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm just like, oh, wait, all I have to do is what got me to this point, mm-hmm. like, you know, and if there's ever a failing man, you know, because I did post this thing on Facebook and uh, we have this podcast now. And, you know, if a year from now I'm, you know, overdosed and dead, it's because I stopped doing the things that got me to this point, which right. which happens. Yeah, you know, we that see happens people, a lot. Yeah, we mm-hmm. see people that have been around for a long time and they just eventually, you know, yeah. Uh, they quit for whatever reason they stop you know and and it's certainly nothing to do with you know the program that's been shown to me yeah the one of my favorite speakers ever says that uh like the the program uh, a 12 step program is designed for success not failure yeah. and the only time it's not working is because i'm not working like i'm not working it yeah it's not like oh this thing let let me down it's like no i stopped doing all of the things that this thing is suggesting so and i've experienced that not to the point of going out and drinking again but to the point of recontemplating whether life is worth living and having ideas of just driving my truck off of the bridge and like weird things while i'm just driving and being like oh man what would that do you know yes and that to me is not a result of a 12-step program not working, that's a result of me not working a 12-step program. Yeah. So that's my experience. And like at some point, because I had been given the solution and I just became dishonest and I became unwilling and I was terribly close-minded. I was all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was full of delusion. I mean, that's part of that dishonesty. That's crazy that you said that. Yeah. Because like honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, and you're like the three opposite. Yeah. Dishonesty, closed-minded, and yeah. unwilling. Yeah. I was just like... That makes sense. Yeah. But I but I didn't think that. Right. <laughs> and, well, yeah. Your mind tells you everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm Mr. 12-step yeah. in my mind. I'm like, you idiots are doing it wrong. Yeah. And that went with the closed-mindedness. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And like the other... The thing about that is just because again we're we sort of we're sort of fundamentalist and we and we're doing it this way, but that doesn't mean what other people you know the 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 folks that are having the experience that I had that are just always having drama and going into that meeting and mm-hmm. sharing that drama and looking for the group to help like that doesn't mean they're wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean, right, like a hundred percent. For all I know, they're having the experience that I had that. Um, someday they're going to say, hey, I know it's not working. Yeah. Right? That's how I learn everything. Yeah. It's like what I did didn't work, so maybe I'll try something different. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, you know, being closed-minded and thinking I knew what was best for everybody and and just wanting to look good, and there was that, a lot of dishonesty in that. And um, just, I I just, uh, I don't know, just I was so tired of it all and mm-hmm. came the unwillingness. And, but in my mind, I'm I'm 
doing the deal until one thing I'm just like, nope, yeah. I'm done. Right. And also, fuck all of you people. Yeah. I'm never coming back. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's the, what happens is, and that's what I see happens with the guys that I work with when they start tailoring off, they're, it like unravels almost in order. Yeah. I'm not working with anyone. I'm not really doing my 11th step. Oh, I haven't done a 10 step in a while. Oh, I've got a men's set I'm not willing to make. <laughs> oh, I'm not really praying. I don't really want to rewrite inventory. I'm not really praying in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, oh, you just unraveled all all yeah. of the work you just did. And, and like you get tired of like, I'm tired of whatever insert 12 step program. Yeah. Like I'm tired of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're like, oh, yeah. Me, yeah. too, me too, man. But yeah. I've tried living with I tried, I tried living Yeah, without. this is all I got, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can either hate it and be miserable, and I know where that leads me, or I can work on myself and try to have a different perspective. Yeah. Or uh, go okay. seek something else, you yeah. know, like go seek a different group or go seek a different person or go seek a different sponsor. Uh, go, to, go to Mexico, take psychedelics. Go freaking smack up some Ibogaine, dude. You yeah. know? <laughs> like, or switch from alcohol to heroin. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Try something else. Just seek, seek, seek. Mix yeah. it on up. Yeah, dude, <laughs> that's so funny. But um, hopefully, we probably need to get a guest. Yeah. So yeah. So we I thought, think we thought got, maybe we were gonna have some out of towners, but then that ended up falling uh, apart. Yeah, falling through the whatever the cracks. Yeah, that's what it fell through. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, I was gonna. Th- I don't know. <laughs> I think our next goal. Let's do a rec table. Okay. We've got plenty of people we can do that with, and we'll kick out a, a topic, and the four of us will just share our experience on it and just okay. open for them. Okay. You down? Yeah. I can work on that, and then I'm going to talk to my sponsor on Wednesday, and I'll see if he's available to okay. get on it this coming weekend or something. And then um, GEZ might be able to do it, Char- Charlene's husband. Oh, yeah. That would be killer. So, yeah, he said um, he couldn't this weekend – and he's working this week, but next weekend he can do it. So, yeah. So, yeah. So we're trying to do something mm-hmm. other than just this. Yeah. But this has been all right. Yeah, this has been a great one. So right on. Uh, plug our shit, Aaron. Oh yeah. So we have a we have a we have an email. Yep, we do. It's called recoveredafpodcast at gmail dot com. And we have an Instagram. We do. What is it? Recovered AF Podcast. Oh yeah. We post a lot of pictures of. Uh, Pretty much us doing stuff. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what it's been. We posted a couple episode pictures, but for the most part, it's just Aaron and I and what we're doing, living life. I was going to post the picture of that I got of you sleeping in the workshop. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't know if I should do that. Yeah. I dozed in a few workshops. Yeah. Well, you didn't get much sleep because you were on a pullout bed. (laughs) That's right. It fixed your back, though. It did fix my back. So maybe it was all good. Blessings. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag blessed. (laughs) (laughs) And also, we had um, uh, a couple podcast guests on one of the Instagram posts too, and their adorable child. Oh yeah, yeah. You posted uh, Josh and Amy, and then I posted a picture of Ryan hiking with Megan and I because the three of us went on a death march. And <laughs> we didn't even get to that. Yeah, your mile and a half quote mile and a half hike yeah my phone said it was over five miles <laughs> but it was listed at 1.7 and how much elevation gain like 1200 feet so and it was from like, like 8,000 feet to 9,200 feet mm-hmm. awesome and and it was 
like 102 flights of stairs is what my phone tracked. It was just a straight Stairmaster session for an hour and a half. And anybody like, so like, uh, I think our episode with Ryan is, do you even lift? Yeah. He's a beefy boy. Yeah. He's, he's strong as shit, but he's big. Yeah. Like muscular yeah. as all hell. So he's got a ton of muscles and anybody knows anything that, like that's a lot of blood that's got a lot of, yeah. a lot of yeah. muscles. That is probably not conducive to hiking. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's a reason why like endurance athletes and stuff aren't cut like by bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, yeah, he, he killed it though. So, and then, uh, oh yeah, that was what we were going to talk about. We'll post pictures tomorrow on our Instagram. Megan and I are going to summit another 14er in Colorado and Aaron, you're doing a bicycle ride. Yeah. It's like a charity it's called ride for sight mm. a buddy of mine is an opt, opt, optometrist that's cool yeah he wants to so he i was like yeah i can go with you and then like i was thinking like 25 and he was like ah, man, you know i was thinking maybe 50 and i was like oh i could probably get 50 and then he texted me there night and he was like um so how about a um metric century which is like 62 miles I'm like hmm um that's a hundred kilometers. Yeah, and I'm like, are you a proctologist? Because <laughs> you're gonna that's need when something I, yeah, worked on your booty hole, dude. Yeah. No matter how good your spandex are. Yeah. So, are you gonna try to do it? Yeah. You're gonna ride 62 miles I've, tomorrow. I've committed to it. How long is that gonna take? About five hours. That's it. Yeah. Damn, I would have thought I was like an eight-hour deal. Nah. You're a beast, dude. Not me. Post pictures. We're supposed to. He said we. He said we'll. We'll. They have break areas every 10 miles. He oh, was like, cool. We'll stop and have a snack, which I'm not, that doesn't help anybody on a ketogenic diet yeah. and a taint break. So I heard someone on uh, Rogan's podcast talking about being on a keto diet, but on the day of the race, ingesting some sugar because you'll burn through it like a mother. Yeah. But I don't know who it was, so I don't want to give you advice. Yeah. And I, I've heard and thought about that. Um, <clears throat> I think that um, like fruit and stuff is what he said. Yeah. I think that what would, concern me is putting a foreign substance into my body the day of a large event mm. if that makes sense yeah it was a dude that did an iron man i don't yeah. think it was goggins but it was someone saying like the day of he'll ingest sugar he, and stuff he probably knows more than me yeah but i don't know who it was so i can't tell you who to go listen to thanks so. a lot asshole i'm a failure dude fucking all right Jesus we're God. over an hour in now let's shut Sh- her down shut up shut, please shut up shut your mouth stop talking shut, 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 shut your mouth